This is episode number 132, and today we are recapping week number 19 of the Practical Christian Podcast. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical Christian training. Well, another week is in the books. They just keep on coming. You know, 17, 18, 19. Next week will be 20 weeks of the podcast, which is just mind-blowing to me. It's crazy. It's crazy awesome. But uh, (laughs) so another Saturday, another recap. And this week was definitely one of those weeks where it was not for the faint-hearted. We dug into some really uh, deep and controversial and meaningful discussions, and I hope that you have learned something from the episodes this week. I got really open, really vulnerable with my own journey and the things that I've been learning and some things that I wrestled with for a while, and I hope that just by sharing those lessons with you guys that it gave you something to put into practice to be more effective as a Christian in your daily life. But uh, we kicked off this week, as we have for the last several weeks, with our interview. And I got to sit down with Eric Nevins, who is a Christian podcaster, but his focus is really on spiritual formation and hearing and exploring other people's stories about their interactions interactions with God, and, and really what it's like to be a Christian today. And we talked about a couple things uh, around that. We talked about his background going through seminary and how that really shaped his perspective And we even started to dig into some questions that a lot of us ask ourselves, such as, you know, how do you balance or uh, bring together our lived experiences with what God says in his word? Like, how do we, how do we have both of those things and know that, you know, our experiences are certainly a part of who we are, but that we should also be holding to God's word. and, And what if God does something that we're not necessarily expecting, but you know, how do, how do we wrestle with all that? So we dug into that, and uh, not that we came away with any kind of theological breakthroughs, but I think it was just a really enlightening discussion for anyone who listened. So definitely a great interview if you want to hear about those kinds of things. And then on Monday, uh, we kind of did a couple uh, lessons. Really, most of the lessons, episodes this week, were... Uh, resulted from my own personal journey of starting to collaborate more with Christians that aren't, you know, that have different theological backgrounds than I do. And so in episode 127, we talked about kind of the ground rules for interacting and working alongside Christians from other denominations, you know, and some of the things that we talked about was, you know, assume the best, assume that they are showing up and serving because they genuinely care about God and even if they don't have the same convictions that you do, that doesn't minimize their their own personal pursuit of God. Uh, we talked about being respectful and being humble as two hallmarks, not only of all of us as Jesus followers, but of being able to have productive conversations that lead to insight and growth and, at times, correcting our own misunderstandings about God and Scripture. So hopefully that was helpful for any of you that have really wrestled with that dynamic of how do I hold to the things that I know to be true while also interacting with other believers that don't have the same theological foundation, hopefully that was very practical for you. 
in episode number 128, kind of the part two of what we started in 127, we talked about how to test your beliefs without going crazy, that you can read something in scripture or encounter a new teaching or a new idea, and it just throws everything up in the air, and you just feel totally at a loss and, and disoriented and not sure how to move forward with your faith in light of this new information. And so I talked about how I've personally been ex- being exposed to a lot of those new kinds of ideas and ways of thinking as a result of working with Christians from other denominations and other backgrounds. And so there are a couple things that I really try to do to make sure that I have a firm footing in my foundation. The first one is to not jump to any conclusions, um, because quite often the reaction is a result of a misunderstanding or of not fully understanding the the idea or the teaching in its entirety. And so I do my best to defer judgment in that sense until I ha- feel like I have a firm grasp on what's going on. Uh, the second thing that I, I really try to do when I'm testing my beliefs is view them compared to what I know to be true, right? That God's word is not going to contradict itself. Uh, God is not going to talk out of both sides of his mouth. And so we can trust that anything that we read, anything that we learn is going to be consistent with the other parts of the Bible that we can hold to be true and and not have any question about, right? So, so that's another thing. And then also that it is okay to change your mind, you know, and I use the example of cooties, that it would be a really strange world to live in if everyone still believed that cooties were bad and that you could get them, you could catch these, these terrible cooties just by interacting with someone of the opposite sex. But, and so it's good to mature beyond that line of thinking into understanding, okay, cooties aren't real and, and we can move on with our lives. And so there are going to be times where you need to change your beliefs, when you need to change what you think is true because you encounter new evidence or a new idea or a new teaching that corrects your incorrect thinking. And that's purely a part of growth. That's just a part of maturing as a Christian. And so we shouldn't run from that. We should understand that that's a part of the process. That's a part of the nature of being a disciple and being a learner. And so we shouldn't be afraid of testing the things that we hold to be true. In episode number 129, I talked about our convictions and when they backfire on us, specifically when we uh, impose our personal convictions about what it means to follow Jesus on our brothers and sisters who have different convictions. And we looked at a passage in the book of Romans where Paul talks about the weak and the strong. And he uses a lot of examples to illustrate that Jews and Gentiles that are both following Jesus shouldn't look down on each other because they come from different places and have different convictions, right? So if you're a Jew and you believe the Sabbath day is holier than the other six days, or if you're a Gentile and you think all the days are equally holy, that you should each be convinced in your own mind and hold that conviction because you're doing that in order to glorify God, that that conviction is pointing people to God and in service to God. And that we shouldn't judge or look down on each other because we have different convictions. But understand at the end of the day, when it comes to those kind of disputable matters, those things that are, uh, you know, open to different perspectives, we need to be show more grace and less judgment. We need to be more flexible. And remember that uniformity is not the end goal. The end goal is not to have a bunch of uh, you know, carbon copies of the same kind of disciple, and we're all conformed to believe exactly the same things. What we should be focused on is maintaining unity through the bonds of peace and making every effort to edify each other 
And sometimes that means letting someone have a conviction that is not the same as yours. And that is totally okay. So it's important to have convictions. It's the only way you can live out your faith on a daily basis without having to rehash everything you've ever learned. Um, but there is a time and a place to, uh, to have grace take the place of those convictions in our interactions with others. In episode number 130, as we continue to kind of dive into what this looks like as we interact with Christians from other denominations and from different theological backgrounds and, and working together in a common cause, uh, we talked about judgment and specifically, should we judge others? You know, there's a very popular quote from the New Testament with uh, Jesus in Matthew chapter 7. And you've heard this quote from both Christians and non-Christians. And it's been used to excuse away a lot of behaviors that is not Christ-like or to excuse away life choices that is not reflective of following Jesus. And it's this, do not judge or you too will be judged. Right? We've all heard that used in a context that is, you do you, don't come over here, don't bother me, I'm living my life, you go live your life. But what we really see is that what Jesus is calling us to do is to make sure that we have our own lives uh, put in order, that we're focused on taking the plank out of our own eye so that we can be properly equipped to help each other see the speck or the shortcomings in their lives. And that, you know, Paul further clarifies that it's not non-Christians that we should be judging, that we should be saying, hey, you have to stop doing that because it's not what Jesus would do because they didn't sign up for that. They didn't sign up to follow Jesus. They're not a Christian. God will take care of them. But what we should be focused on is molding and correcting and teaching other believers, our brothers and sisters, that judgment has a proper place in the context of the church, because ultimately what we want is for each of us to be found righteous and holy in the last day. And so we don't want sin to take root in our heart and to lead us astray and to harden our heart to the point where we walk away from God. That's why it's important to call out sin as we see it in our relationships and to do it because we're trying to help each other be holy, not just to put each other down. And then yesterday on the Fan Friday episode of the podcast, uh, I answered a question from Glenn about how to be effective for Christ when you're single. And so we talked about some of the benefits of being single versus being married. Number one, you're a committee of one. And so when you feel like God is calling you to do something, you can go and do it. You don't have to get permission. You don't have to get buy-off from another person in order to make those kind of decisions. And that because it's just you, you can really minimize your expenses. You can live below your means and be super flexible with your career, with your job, and, and how you spend your money. And then you can also take greater risks. You can go on crazy mission trips. You can go to the other side of the world and, and plant a church. You can serve in a nonprofit and leave your corporate job because you're only supporting yourself. And not only that, but you can fully devote yourself to growing in your intimacy with God because you don't have a divided interest, right? You don't have to turn off your quiet time to then go and take your spouse on a date. You can continue to grow closer to God throughout the day and throughout the week and throughout the year because he is the only covenant relationship that you really have in maintaining and, and, and nurturing. So a lot of benefits to being single. It's not just a, a wasteland of people waiting to get married. There are so many opportunities when you're, that you can take advantage of when you're single to be effective and to make an impact for Christ that you just simply can't when you get married. Well, that is it for this week. 
Make sure to smash that subscribe button to get daily practical tips just like these. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts or iTunes for your chance to get a shout out as the super fan of the week. And if you're not there already, make sure to head over to the podcast Facebook group to connect with me and help decide future episode topics. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.